When Debbie Salomon was bitten by a shark, her career track was severed as thoroughly as her Achilles tendon. Counting herself fortunate to survive, she chose to use the attack to reshape her life as an advocate for shark conservation. Her successes are quite the story. I thought it'd be interesting to first talk about your own experience and, and, and what you went through and what recovery was like and what insights you had and then how that evolved into thinking about using um, working with shark attack survivors as uh, a group for advocacy purposes. Yes, on a summer day in Florida, I was uh, visiting the ocean as I had uh, for many years because I was an ocean lover and I was about 50 feet offshore just waist deep water and a thunderstorm had come and I realized I needed to get out of the water so I was facing the shore starting to walk in when all of a sudden this big fish just jumps out of the water right next to me and I thought oh my gosh that's not a good sign and as soon as that thought hit my brain there was a shark on the back of my foot and it had thought I was a fish I guess that the, the, the fish was smarter than I was and jumped out of the water but my foot looked like the fish and now I have a shark on on my foot so I just remember screaming it's got me it's got me and my hands are outstretched and I just was desperate to try to get away I was kicking wildly but the feeling was all the same. I, I couldn't tell what was happening. It just bit down harder. And I was feeling all of these slithering bodies going around and in my legs and in between my legs. I was in the middle of this feeding frenzy. There were fish, there were sharks, and I was desperate to get out of the water. So I tried to move myself toward the shore, but every step I was taking, it was getting harder and harder because now the front of my leg is folding over at the top of my foot because my Achilles tendon had been completely severed and I was bleeding and I was so terrified that more sharks were going to come after me because there's the, the blood in the water. So I was uh, trying, as I said, desperately to get to the shore and I, I, I made it uh, to where my uh, partner that day would grab me by the front of my hands and drag me the rest of the way and we collapsed on the shore and I only had the courage to look back once because my foot was just completely mangled and there was blood pouring out onto the sand and washing out with the waves and I was just a, a horrible feeling as you might know just terror uh in those so when, moments when did the and, shark let go and uh, yeah, I don't really know when it let go. At some point, it just uh, it, it just must have stopped the um, you know the, the grasp because I couldn't, as I said, I couldn't tell what was happening because the feeling was all the same. It was just this terrible numbness and and pressure and uh, sharp pain. It was just uh, very confusing. So uh, yeah, it, it must have just let go at some point. Realized I wasn't the tasty item it had hoped for. <laughs> I wasn't a good seafood dinner. And um, and so, uh, yeah, let go. I mean, most sharks are just uh, um, looking for a meal. They're, they're not really trying to attack humans. Uh, most attacks are a case of mistaken identity. So uh, that's what happened to me. 
I'm sure of it. And um, I ended up uh, on that beach on the shore. A nurse happened to be taking an evening stroll and uh, noticed uh, all this blood and chaos and came running over and was able to uh, elevate my leg and wrap it up and get the bleeding to stop. And that was just the beginning of a very long haul, as you can imagine. Uh, the, the thunder was um, clamoring in the sky and the lightning was shooting through and, and uh, we were all scared we were going to be <laughs> next struck. And so um, the uh, uh, I ended up getting to the hospital and I had to spend uh, multiple days there and go through surgery. And fortunately, I had all my pieces. Uh, the doctors were able to reattach and repair uh, as best they could, really did an excellent job putting me back together into one piece. But as you know, uh, an injury like that will take significant amounts of rehabilitation over a long period of time. An Achilles uh, injury like mine was about an 18-month healing process. So after I got out of the hospital and I went home, I'm sitting there with my leg up in a cast and hurricanes are passing over my house left and right. It was the year that uh, Florida really got clobbered. And I'm sitting there in the heat and uh, with all of this nature going wild. And it was very, um, it was uh, a little bit depressing, of course, as you might imagine. I was ballroom dancer as a hobby. And I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to dance again, of course. You know, my my glittering gowns are hanging in the closet. My high-heeled shoes are sitting there. And I'm just looking at them thinking, this may not ever happen again. And it had been a love of mine, dance in general, since I was a, a small child. So it, was, it wasn't a good time. I wasn't really happy with sharks, as you can imagine. And I was more than happy to see pavement and development. Uh, I liked the human control over nature that was comforting and and that was unlike me because in the past I had been a big environmental fan and um, really loved the ocean and trees and and all of a sudden none of these things were appealing to me anymore like I had completely lost a part of myself so I kept searching for an answer why did this happen to me of all people there are only about 80 people in the world who are attacked by a shark each year. The odds are just astronomical. Why me? And I kept searching for the answer and eventually decided that this was a test of my commitment to environmental conservation. If I could forgive this shark, if I could look past this, I could really be a true advocate because I had seen the worst side of nature and would be able to choose still to stand up for it. And so that's what I did. I was a journalist at the time of the attack and I decided to push my career in the environmental conservation direction. I got my master's degree in environmental science and policy from Johns Hopkins University. And I then formed a group and called it Shark Attack Survivors for Shark Conservation, where I recruited other attack survivors from around the world to advocate for sharks. 
and I called them, uh, had conversations with them about the plight of sharks. So, because, uh, mm-hmm. so before we go into that, like, so you actually changed your career moving from one of a journalist to one of a communications person, which is if you're a journalist, you kind of look at it, you know, with half disdain, half envy, right? It's like, it's a bit of a culture uh, shock, I would think. Yeah, with uh, there was um there was a big change. I mean, there was uh, it was a revelation. It was a very it was a big turning point in my life because it it really made my purpose very clear. I felt no doubt any longer about what I was meant to do. I was I was directed really in, to speak up for the environment. And, and in ways that being a, a, a journalist didn't quite, if you'll pardon the pun, cover. Uh, journalism uh, can get you pretty far in terms of changing and and having a a dramatic impact on society. That is true. But to be able to speak directly on an issue and become an advocate is a a different direction. It is uh, a big, it's a turn. So this was a turning point. And so you, you pulled together a group of like-minded shark attack survivors. How did right. that work? Because I, I remember you, you, you know, you, you, you pushed for it and, and you, you had it, you had such a great concept and it took a lot of effort to like reach out to a very limited group of people and then, but the ones that you recruited were great. Um, you know, and, and each one of them was such a excellent speaker and, and, and storyteller. How did that happen? I searched out the world's worst injured shark attack survivors at the time. I wanted the people who would have the most compelling stories so that people would listen to our message of shark conservation. So I called people all over the planet and I interviewed them to see how they felt about sharks and what kind of life they were living. And so I chose the people who were very compelling and very passionate about shark conservation. A lot of these people, or all of these people really, were in the ocean to begin with because they loved it. And they never lost that passion or that love for the sea. And that came forth. They were finally able to turn a tragedy into something good. They could make a difference. So all of these injuries and the suffering could amount to something. You hate to see all of that just go to waste without a purpose. You, you want your, your experience to mean more. It, you want it to be bigger than just yourself. And and was it? Absolutely. I, all the survivors became advocates for our group, but also in their personal lives. Many of these people go off and make speeches and meet with people. I mean, some have become huge shark ambassadors for various um, causes. It, it's been uh, a life change for many of these people. And it is 
a, a positive thing in our lives that will last really forever. We've been able to do some very good work and and explore and uh, expose really the plight of sharks. Can you talk to some of the accomplishments? I mean, aside from the raw media, but but can you talk a bit about the um, so, so the 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 media placements? were amazing. It was Today Show, it was big AP and, and Washington Post features. I mean, it was really fantastic. But aside from just the overall exposure, um, there were some very significant uh, advocacy accomplishments that were, you know, the shark attack survivors were right in the middle of and, and very helpful in, in pushing forward. Can you talk a little bit about those and, and how um, their message was received? Sure. Um, there are so many sharks, millions, that are killed each year. Um, and one of the main reasons that sharks have been fished is for their fins. The fins are very valuable. They are an ingredient in shark fin soup, which is a popular Asian delicacy. And we tried to have um, some positive impact on not only educating people about that, because people didn't even realize that was happening, but we also helped pass legislation in the United States that closed loopholes in the nation's shark finning ban. So the shark attack survivors have tried to help reduce this practice significantly. And in addition, also, we have tried to get shark conservation measures in place around the globe, really, to help reduce the amount of commercial shark fishing because it's having a devastating impact on the species. So many sharks are being fished that uh, a good number of species are headed toward extinction, really. So uh, we need sharks for healthy oceans because they're a top predator and they keep ocean food webs balanced. So we've also helped uh, uh, some efforts to create shark sanctuaries where commercial shark fishing is banned because shark sanctuaries allow uh, some good reproduction of sharks and and a safe, gives them a safe haven and they've become great tourist draws. People love to go diving to see sharks and it's uh, it's a real thrill um, and a great experience to see the one of the world's most incredible predators up close healthy shark populations allow for good tourism as well as other activities because you have a healthy ocean uh, system there so yes uh, tourism, uh, 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 a shark that's healthy can bring in, I believe, up to $2 million over its lifetime, whereas a shark dead on the dock is only worth a fraction of that amount. So uh, there is uh, economic incentive as well as environmental conservation incentive for people to want to conserve their sharks. And in addition, um, there mm-hmm. were some additional studies done as well. It's, it's, it's an excellent argument because there's more than one reason to want to 
save mm-hmm. a, a particular species. Well, economically often is often the best way to reach politicians of any nationality. Um, not everybody is in it. Um, regrettably, not everybody's in it for the sake of the planet. Um, have you yourself gone back in the water or how far into the water have you gone since uh, since all this started? I've gone back into the water, but not if the water is cloudy because I don't want a shark to make another mistake. So I like to be able to see them, and I like for them to be able to see me. So if the water's clear, I'll go in. There you go. <laughs> and and you have full use of your Achilles again, right? Right. My Achilles did eventually heal, and I went through an awful lot of therapy and exercises in order to make that happen. And And were you able to ballroom dance again? Yes, I was able to return to ballroom dancing and that was such a relief and such a joy to be able to do that and i was able to even compete uh in amateur competitions and win medals and ribbons and it was a real joy while i was able to overcome uh, the various challenges that uh, were in the way in the beginning so i was really happy that's fantastic so it's like you had a regrettable time and, and, and a lot of pain, but you got just about everything back. Right. I did get everything back, uh, it, but it's not always uh, linear when you're when you have an injury. Sometimes that injury can come back to haunt you. And after a few years, I did end up having to stop ballroom dancing because of ramifications from the Achilles. I I didn't really have enough flexibility and strength uh, remaining in order to properly hold my body and do dancing correctly. And eventually it caught up with me and I all of a sudden started having these bizarre hip and back pains and I went to so many doctors to figure out what it was I I didn't know no one could really pinpoint what the problem was Um, and so I spent a couple of years then going to other practitioners outside the medical field to try and correct my problem I'm talking massage therapists and acupuncture and then something called muscle activation technique that a woman here in Florida was practicing at the time and we realized after all these doctors were looking at my hips and my back trying to figure out what was wrong it was this woman who realized oh it's coming from your foot you know your foot really doesn't have the full function that it needs causing overcompensation in other parts of my body, which completely threw everything out of whack. And I was, uh, my, my muscles and structure were all twisted and contorted really <laughs> in a terrible way. And it took us about a couple of years to really straighten me out again. And that was, I think, an even worse experience than the shark attack itself because there was so much 
mystery about what was wrong and how to resolve it. When you can't, when you don't have a direct path toward recovery, it's so much worse. It's it's just not clear how you're going to get there or if you're going to get there. And so then comes all the stress and the worry and the anger and those sorts of things. So uh, that was that was, as I said, a, a very big challenge to overcome. And now that I know and I have all of this information and knowledge, I know how to take care of this Achilles better uh, and the rest of my body as well. So I, uh, I feel like I went through two bouts of physical problems and it's something that sticks with you always. There are days when I walk out of the grocery store and I see every, you know, everyone else is pushing their baskets and carrying bags and things. And I think, oh, how lucky, how lucky I am. Oh, how lucky that I can do this. I can just roll my cart out the door. I can get into my car and drive away. Thank goodness. I'm just so grateful. And, and yet through the, the second bout, you were still working on saving sharks. Yes, I was still but, so where was saving the, sharks at that point. Where yes, did the anger? Who, where was the anger that. directed? Um, well, I, I totally get it. Like, like I understand completely. Like there's this, yeah, this I know. raging <laughs> at just the injustice of it all. But like, but the agent of it, you're working to save him is so noble. Well, well, thank you. That's 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 nice of you. I, I honestly, I think working towards saving the sharks actually gave me, as I said before, a, a purpose and to be able to make this tragedy count for something. So, if I was going to be suffering like this, I wanted it to count for something. So, those saving those sharks became even more important to me because I needed that personally. Um, as much as the sharks needed it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess anger at the whole situation really was more, I don't know, I can't really say that I was all that, you know, angry outwards, but I think it's more a little bit of depression, a little bit of anger kind of all mixed up. You go through a whole range of emotions, you know, why is this happening to me? And, oh, here we go again. You know, when you get, you have one, injury or illness happened to you, you it kind of uses up your your positivity and, and you, you push through it. And then when it happens again, it really beats you down um, more than the first time. It's like, okay, what next? Why do I have to go through next? <laughs> so, but um, at least I was able to find a solution. I mean, for the longest time, I didn't know if I would ever find a solution because it was going on for so long. I was in so much pain that I couldn't stand for more than a few minutes, and then I had to lay down. So I was spending my life laying flat, mostly, and then sitting, because that was possible. You really, you really, really appreciate life without pain when you have it every day. Chronic pain is just one of the worst things that can happen to people. And all the other folks walking around just having a good time don't realize how many people are in their houses 
coping with these terrible problems and just in, in pain. And, and I guess it would have been easy for me to agree with the doctors and say, oh, yeah, okay, here, I'll take these pain pills, but I wouldn't do it. They wanted to give me pain pills or they wanted to give me shots. And I just said, no, I, I want to find a solution. I don't want this Band-Aid. You know, I, I, I want to solve the problem. And a lot of times it's very difficult in the medical community. People are such specialists that, that very few people will look at the big picture and see, okay, what what let's take a really deep dive into your life and see what might be the issue. And fortunately, that one woman connected hip, you know, horrendous hip and back pain with the with the shark attack that had happened years earlier. So she was the only one. Very, very few people actually like can look at things so holistically. They're they're very rare. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're very rare, and it's a it's sort of. They're so valuable when you find a good one, hang on to that person because that knowledge is yeah. just so valuable. Well, I think this has been great. I really appreciate your time. Um, is there anything else that this conjures up on, on the, the surviving topic that you feel w would be good to share? Well, I think that there is something to be said for continuing to fight even when you feel like you just want to give up because – there are instances when you may succeed. Not everyone, not everyone is going to have a success story, and and that's that's sad. Um, and um, I wish everyone, I wish everyone could, because no one deserves to be in pain and suffering and um, having illnesses and injuries that are so impactful that uh, life is miserable. But there are folks out there like that, and for those of us who can get through something, we need to be cognizant of the fact that there are people who need help, and um, just always keeping in mind that, doing what we can to help, and then also being grateful. You know, I think being grateful for the simplest things just makes us better people. Completely agree definitely thank you so much for your time debbie sure you're welcome anytime thank you for tuning into surviving a series of interviews with folks who have gotten through all sorts of trauma and disease hopefully this episode won't scare you away from swimming in deeper waters <laughs>